Spring is a great time of year to do some cleaning around the house and clean up your finances. And something else that you can do for your family this spring is shopping for life insurance with Policy Genius as part of your financial planning for the year. Getting life insurance today means you'll have peace of mind so that if something were to happen to you, your family can cover expenses, things like mortgage payments, credit card payments, car loans, or even college costs. I have a wife and two kids, with a third on the way, by the way, and business partners that all depend on my income. So I needed life insurance and Policy Genius made that so incredibly easy. And with Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. So save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you can save. That's policygenius.com. One of my favorite ways to invest is real estate, but not everyone wants to handle tenants and toilets. Enter Fundrise. They make it easy to invest in real estate with their flagship fund. Now, as always, you always have to carefully consider the investment objectives and risks of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. But right now, demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. And the Fundrise flagship fund plans on going on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes with just as little as $10 by visiting fundrise.com slash PFP. As always, carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at fundrise.com slash PFP. That's fundrise.com slash PFP. This is a paid advertisement. On this episode of the Personal Finance Podcast, we're going to talk about what to do with a large lump sum of money. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Personal Finance Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew, founder of DollarAfterDollar.com. And today on the Personal Finance Podcast, we're going to talk about what to do with a large lump sum of money. If you have any questions about this episode, hit me up on Instagram. I'll leave a link to it in the show notes and follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whatever podcast player you love listening to this podcast to. And if you want to help out the show, leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Now, if you're someone who has a large lump sum of money, you have a major opportunity in front of you. Now, maybe it was from an inheritance. Maybe you sold a house and you got a large lump sum of money. Or maybe you sold a business for a big bankroll. No matter how you got the money, you have a major opportunity in front of you. Because the statistics show 88% of millionaires made their money without a financial windfall. So if you got an inheritance, 88% of millionaires became millionaires without actually getting an inheritance. And that's an amazing stat. You know why that's an amazing stat? What that shows is any person in this country can become a millionaire. 
That's a reassuring fact. That's actually an amazing fact because what most people think is that millionaires come from large inheritance or a large lump sum of money is given to them. Maybe they have a rich uncle or a rich father and that's how you become a millionaire. But the statistics show differently, that 88% of millionaires make their own money without a major financial windfall. So maybe you're trying to figure out, well, what do I do with a big, large lump sum of cash? And we've been getting this question pretty frequently, actually, where people are trying to figure out, what do they do with a big stash of cash? Maybe you've never started investing before and you have 50 grand saved up somewhere. Well, that's a major question. What do I do with this money that I worked my butt off to be able to save up And now that I understand that I really want to build wealth, that there's other things I need to be doing with this money instead of letting it just sit there so I can actually build wealth, what do I do with it? And that is where your wealth journey will begin. Because once you start doing things with your money, once you start putting your money to work, the wealth journey has begun. And that is where you need to get to. You need to start putting your money in the right places so you can truly build wealth. So whatever the reason is, wherever you got your financial windfall, or if you just want to understand where to put your money, this is the episode for you. Your boy has got your back. So if you're interested in it, let's get into it. So the first thing to do, if you get a major financial windfall, the first thing you want to do is put the money aside temporarily because you don't want to make the wrong decision or a irrational decision with this money. So you want to put it aside in maybe a high-yield savings account or a money market account, or you could put it in short-term CDs, like six-month CDs, where you get some interest on that money, especially if it's a large lump sum of cash. You want to try to make at least some piece of interest. Now, I know interest rates at the time I'm recording this are so incredibly low, and that's not the place you want to put it in. Just to get a grips on where you're going to put this money, put it aside somewhere like that just so you can think this through. Because getting a large lump sum of money is not something you wanna just go out and start balling out and buying cars or Ferraris or Lamborghinis or however much it is. You wanna actually think this through and make sure your money is gonna make you more money in the future. So make sure you don't make any quick decisions, don't make any rash decisions, just think this through because this is a major blessing and it needs to be utilized wisely. So first things first, make sure you're putting the money aside temporarily so that you can meet with the right people, you can console with the right people, you can gain some wisdom as to what to do with this money. Because the second thing that you need to do is figure out what you have to pay in taxes. Because if you receive a large lump sum of money, Uncle Sam's going to want a piece of it. That's the unfortunate thing about the whole situation, but Uncle Sam wants his. And even if it was given to you, if it was an inheritance or if it was a gift, no matter what it was, if you sold a business, the government wants to take a piece of it. So here's what I recommend doing. Because if you don't already currently work with an accountant and your net worth is rising, I highly recommend working with an accountant. Because that is a professional that's going to change the amount of money that you make over the course of your life. A major part of wealth building is figuring out how to handle taxes. Because if you look at the tax code, About 80% of it is actually how to avoid taxes. So if you look at it, having a professional who understands that tax code is a major wealth accelerator for you. It's a major way that you can actually get ahead financially. So if you don't have an accountant and you got a large lump sum of money, now would be the time to talk to one. And you want to just look at the tax implications of receiving this money. 
So look at what's going to happen to this money. How much of this is going to get cut down in taxes so I can just put that aside, leave it aside, and pay my taxes as soon as possible? Because you just want to get it out of your hands as soon as possible. Pay the IRS as fast as you possibly can so that you don't have to worry about it anymore and you can move on to the next steps. Then you want to start talking through some of the things that you want to do with this money. Maybe you want to buy a couple of things for yourself. Maybe you want to invest the money. All of these different things have different tax implications. And so you want to talk through those tax situations as well so that you can get a grasp on exactly how your money should be spent and how it is best suited for your specific situation. If you want to invest your money, maybe you want to invest in real estate or you want to invest in the market or you want to invest in a business. All of these has various tax implications that you just want to make sure you're talking through with someone who knows what they're talking about. Now, I wouldn't go to a local accountant down the street if you don't have any references for that person. What I would do is try to find the best accountant in the area for what you want to do. See, I have an amazing accountant for what I want to do. From running businesses to real estate to personal taxes, my accountant is completely well-rounded. And that's one of the, the best things to have is someone who actually understands your specific situation. And then ask the questions. How can you shelter some of this money from taxes? See if you can get ideas from your account, accountant on how to avoid some of these high tax bills. Because if you're getting a gift or a, an inheritance, you're going to get hit with a major tax bill. So you want to see how can I shelter my money from some of these taxes. Because there's things you can put it in like real estate as a tax shelter. Putting some of the money towards a cause you believe in, charity is a tax shelter. There's all different ways that you can actually shelter taxes, but your accountant can walk you through your specific situation. So after you put your money aside temporarily and thought, thought through what you wanted to do, you met with your accountant to see what your tax implications are. Now it's time to actually get into the meat and potatoes as to where to put this money. Now is a great time of year to get your finances in order. And no matter what your financial goals are this year, when you use Chime's online checking account, you can cross all those financial to-dos off your list. Chime's online checking account has tons of benefits that millions of members love, like fee-fee overdraft up to $200. Plus, get paid up to two days early with direct deposit, all while managing your money on the go 24-7. And you get access to over 60,000 ATMs. So start building your credit and open a Chime checking account with at least $200 qualifying direct deposit to get started. Get started at Chime.com PFP. That's Chime.com PFP. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bankcorp Bank, NA, or Stride Bank, NA, members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Early access to direct deposit funds depends on payer. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. And if you need to hire, you need Indeed. Because Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. And they have a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. So ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 
93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash personal finance. Just go to Indeed.com slash personal finance right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash personal finance. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. One of the hardest things about managing your money is figuring out where it's all going. And most of us are trying to save for several goals at once, which can feel like a daunting task to see if you're on track or even on pace to accomplishing your goals. But there is a tool that makes it so much easier and it's called Monarch Money. They help you track your money flow without taking a ton of time and energy. And Monarch has built-in features to collaborate with your partner, family, or financial advisor. And you can invite them with an extra account with their own own login at no extra cost to collaborate with you. And Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can create custom budgets, set notifications, and you can set up automatic rules for transactions and notifications. And after trying Monarch for myself, I understand why it's a top-rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash PFP. That's M-O-N- A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash P-F-P for your extended 30-day free trial. The key to winning in any business is making sure you have the right business partner. An example is Procter & Gamble or Ben & Jerry. But what about the perfect partners when it comes to growing your business? That's you and Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to, did we just hit a million dollars stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. And most people know one of your biggest struggles when it comes to starting an online business is finding new customers, and Shopify can help you do that. And what I love about Shopify is no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. So sign up for $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash PFP, all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash PFP now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. That's shopify.com slash PFP. So the next thing you want to do is if you don't already have one, you want to go ahead and start building your emergency fund. Because if you don't have one, now is the time to do it. Because you're never going to do it if you don't build it now with a big financial windfall. Now, what is an emergency fund if you've never heard of that? This is the safety net from life. And what it is, it's a pile of cash that you save up in either a savings account, a CD, or a money market account. You're not gonna invest this money or anything like that, but you're gonna put this money into a safe account when life happens. This protects you from life. The roof on your house caves in, you have the emergency fund to take care of it. Your car breaks down, you have the emergency fund to take care of it. And this is what I always say. If you've been listening to this podcast for some period of time, what do I always say about emergency funds? It's not if an emergency is going to happen, it's when an emergency is going to happen. So why not prepare for it? Why not set that money aside now so that you can be able to actually be prepared for whatever life throws at you? This is an extremely powerful tool to have. And once you actually start getting your money together, you need to have one in place. So how much should you be saving in your emergency fund is one of the major questions. It's actually a lot. You'll hear a lot of people say three months, six months, nine months, one year, two years. It's a very personal and specific situation 
Let's say, for example, you work in the tech industry and you're an amazing coder. Well, that skill has a very high demand right now. And the thing about coders is they could walk out and get 20 job offers within a month. A coder who's very good at their job and has great credentials may not need to go out and have a one-year emergency fund if they're using their emergency fund to protect them from job loss. Whereas someone else in a very competitive market, maybe an attorney or something like that, may need a longer period of time so that they can find the right job fit for them. So it's very situational in how long you need. I say the minimum you probably should have is at least three months. Because within three months, you're going to at least need that time frame to maybe find a job and maybe take care of specific financial windfalls. But then build it up from there. So once you get to that three months, don't just leave it at three months unless you're really, really confident in how much money you can make in a short period of time. I would actually make sure that you start building it up from there. So maybe every year you get another month ahead. Well, by doing that, You're going to have a couple of years emergency fund saved up in cash by the time you retire, which is very powerful to have and very comforting to have as a retiree. So think through how much you need, how much you spend each month so that you can figure out what your emergency fund needs to be and how long the time horizon needs to be. That's extremely important. The next one, after you build up your emergency fund, and you get it at least to a couple thousand dollars, now it's time to pay off any high interest debt. Now, what do I mean by high interest debt? This could be a number of different things, things like credit cards, or student loans, or high interest personal loans, or high interest equity lines. It's any loan that you have that has a very high interest rate. Now, my personal rule of thumb is anything above 5% I'm attacking it and I'm coming in like a wrecking ball at that debt. You know why? Because that debt is eating away at your freedom. It's eating away at your power and it's, it's actually utilizing compound interest against you. And that's the last thing you want to do. You want your money to work for you when you're building wealth. You want your money to actually be going towards your family's financial future so that you can build wealth for generations to come. And debt completely destroys that. Now, I'm not saying all debt, like mortgage debt with a low interest rate. No problem, my friends. You know why? Because that is something where you can make more money by investing it in the market than you can paying down your mortgage. If you have a 3% interest rate on your mortgage, for example, well, if you invested the money in an S&P 500 index fund, over the course of its lifetime, it's received a 10% return. So there's a gap there. And you want to make sure you're taking advantage of the biggest gaps when you're building wealth. But if you have a student loan that's 7%, then that's something that you need to go after. The reason being is that that 7% is working working against you, and you're going to be paying that off for a very long time. See, once you get rid of this debt, once you get rid of high-interest debt, all of a sudden it frees up more cash for you to be able to put towards wealth building. And that is so incredibly powerful. Being able to put a big stack towards your wealth building every single month, in addition to what you're already doing, is going to change your life. Because once you see that money build up and you see the way compound interest starts to work, all of a sudden, everything comes together. And that is the most powerful thing about building wealth. It's so incredibly powerful to be able to do that. So look at your debts. If anything is above 5%, I would seriously start considering attacking that 
debt. Now, we have a great episode talking about the fastest way to pay down debt. I'll link it up in the show notes so you could check that out if you haven't heard it. But we have a very specific method here at the Personal Finance Podcast and Master Money as to how to do this. And the way we do this is we actually go after attack debt with the highest interest rate first and work our way down the other debts because that is the fastest way to pay down debt. So I'll link up that in the show notes as well so you can reference that episode if you haven't heard of that episode as of yet. The next thing that you can do is once your debt, your high interest debts are paid down, you built up your emergency fund, now it's time to get into heavy investing. Now, should you invest while you're paying down debt? I think you should. Studies have shown that you actually come out ahead if you're investing at least a little bit while you're paying down debt. So that's my personal preference is anybody who is paying down a high interest debt and really aggressively paying that debt down, I still think you should be investing something. Make it a goal. Maybe you can get to at least maxing out your Roth or putting some money in retirement accounts because we're going to talk about them right now because the next step is to contribute to retirement accounts. So if you're not already contributing to retirement accounts, you need to go ahead and start doing that. Why? Because you're taking advantage of tax breaks that the government is literally handing you. It's free money that the government's handing you. So you have to be able to actually take advantage of that. So things like your Roth IRA, your 401k, traditional IRA, your 403b, And there's a number of different ones out there, but take advantage of tax-advantaged accounts and take every opportunity you can to shelter taxes from the government and reduce your tax liability. That's what you want to do. These are here to help you. They're put in place so that folks who are in the middle class can actually get ahead financially. The government actually did that for you. So the thing you have to do is actually pursue and go after them so that you can build true Wealth. It gives you a truly long-term advantage. So if you're a long-term investor, then definitely make sure that you're contributing to these retirement accounts so that you can ensure that over time, you're going to take advantage of these tax benefits. Your accounts are just going to grow larger and larger and larger through compound interest. Now, if you're trying to decide between, should I contribute to these retirement accounts or should I pay towards my kid's college fund? Your retirement always comes first. The reason why is you can't get a scholarship in retirement. You can't go get a retirement loan. So retirement always has to come first before you start contributing to your kid's college fund. So let's say you got a $75,000 windfall. Should you put all that towards your kid's college fund if you don't have retirement? Absolutely not. The majority should go towards retirement and then you should work to figure out what kind of scholarships can I get for my kids or how can I start saving now towards my kid's college. But your retirement always should come first. Now, once you've started to max out those retirement accounts, the next thing you want to do is you can invest in a taxable account. Because if you have more to invest, the more you invest, the more money your money is just going to start to work for you. Now, taxable accounts, there's nothing wrong with them, but you do get ahead more so if you use retirement accounts over the long run. So once you max out those retirement accounts, you can't put any more money in those retirement accounts, then you can look at a traditional brokerage account. Along the same token, When you're at this level, you can also look at an HSA. Now, an HSA I call the super retirement account. Why? Because an HSA is such a cool account. You don't pay taxes when you put the money in. Your money grows tax-free, and you don't have to pay taxes when you pull the money out. Now, an HSA stands for a health savings account. So it's actually utilized for people who have high medical bills. So you have to have a high deductible plan to even qualify to utilize an HSA. And then when you have medical bills, you can reimburse yourself with an HSA 
If you have a qualified medical expense, which is a very long list of them, I'll leave a link to the IRS site in the show notes, you can actually reimburse yourself tax-free. But here's the kicker with the HSA. You don't have a timeline on how old that medical receipt has to be. So you could be 60 years old and have a medical receipt from back when you were 30, when you broke your arm, and you can reimburse yourself for all those medical bills tax-free. So it's like an extra retirement savings account where you can shelter literally all your money tax-free once you max it out. So at the time I'm recording this, if you're single, you can max out an HSA with $3,650 a year. And if you have a family coverage, then you can put in $7,300 a year. So that's for the 2022 limits for HSAs that were just announced. So that's very powerful because you can invest this money in an HSA, you can utilize it like a brokerage account, and then save your receipts in an online system, something like Dropbox or OneDrive or Google Drive. And all of these are fantastic for you to be able to actually build up a tax-free retirement. Now, if you get a massive amount of money and your family depends on your income, then the one thing you want to look at is if you have people depending on your income for not for any other situation. If there's someone who's trying to sell you life insurance so that you can actually go out there and say it's an investment, do not listen to that person. But if someone depends on you, someone depends on your income, then life insurance is a great option at this level. Because at this level, you want to make sure that you're actually putting a good financial plan together and you're safeguarding your family if anything were to happen to you. So think through that as well. And we'll have an episode coming up on life insurance. I promise you that because there's a lot of scams going out there with life insurance. But I want to make sure that people understand that if people depend on your income, then life insurance is a great option for you. Now, once you've done all these pieces, now it's time to start getting into other investments as well. You can invest in things like real estate. And now if you understand real estate and you're an amazing real estate investor, you can do this as the first investment vehicle you utilize. But real estate is a great thing to invest in for a number of reasons. It has so many wealth building trajectories. It's unbelievable from tax breaks to cash flow to being able to actually appreciate the property. All of these are fantastic for wealth building. And a great time to start learning about real estate is when the market's super high and just start getting your beak wet and understanding what's going on so that you can turn this money into cash flow. If cash flow is more important to you, then I would definitely look at real estate, looking at something like physical property because it's one of the best and fastest wealth accelerators that I've ever been involved in. And it's one of the most amazing ways to build wealth. Now, it takes a lot more work than the market does. It takes a lot more understanding than the market does. And you have to know how to run your numbers. And if you haven't heard the episode where we talk about how to run your numbers in real estate, check out that episode. I'll leave a link to it in the show notes as well. But this is one amazing way to actually build generational wealth because this is something you can hand down to your kids. They can also collect that cash flow, continue to manage it. All of those pieces. So there's a bunch of different ways you can invest in real estate. You can invest in single family homes, which is my favorite way because you're buying houses that appreciate and also cash flow and the tenants stay for a longer period of time. There's multifamily houses where the cash flow is even higher, but you may have a little more headache because it's a different type of tenant. Then you could do commercial buildings. There's all different ways to invest in real estate. And if you want to passively invest in real estate, you can look at things like REITs or you can look at Companies like Fundrise, who all do an amazing job of crowdfunding real estate as well. But the biggest thing, if you're just new to real estate and you're really interested in it, you need to invest in your education. So while you have your money sitting aside in your savings account from step one, you need to invest in your education and take the time to actually understand what you're doing so you don't get 
burned. And like we talked about earlier, this is also an amazing way to shelter yourself from taxes. It's a fantastic way to keep your money sheltered from taxes because there's all sorts of tax benefits when you invest in real estate. Now, if you have more time, if you're not working full time and grinding and working, you know, eight, eight to six every single day, and you have a little extra time, another amazing investment vehicle is investing in small businesses. Now, there are a number of small businesses for sale out there that a lot of people don't look at this. One of the amazing thing about small businesses is there's a ton of baby boomers who are looking to retire. So what are they doing? They're going out and they're selling their businesses. You could think of things like laundromats, car washes, lawn care businesses, cleaning companies, storage facilities. The list can go on and on and on. And we wanna actually talk to a bunch of different people about this because I think it's one of the most powerful investment vehicles that truly has opportunity coming up for this generation. So I wanna talk about this a lot more. Investing in businesses has a major tax benefits. It has major cash flow benefits. It has major leverage benefits where the SBA will actually give you a loan and all you have to do is put 10% down. So you could buy a million dollar business for $100,000. That's the power of utilizing this strategy. So if you have a little extra time or you find someone to manage your businesses for you, then this is a fantastic opportunity for you if you have a large lump sum of cash. Now, I like businesses that do not require employees because I think that's a very different headache than businesses that do require you to actually operate with employees. So for me personally, I want as little employees as possible. So looking at businesses like coin-operated laundry or coin-operated car washes are something that I'm very, very interested in and it truly piques my interest. So where can you find some of the businesses? Well, you can look at bizbysell.com is a great place to start. And you can look in your local area and say, there's a bunch of different industries on their website, things from agriculture to automotive, to education, to healthcare and fitness, to pet services, to retail, service businesses, travel, all sorts of different things on that on bizbysell. And it's basically like the MLS for buying businesses. So see what's available in your area and maybe something will actually pique your interest if you're interested in increasing your cash flow with Businesses. And if you're new to it, if you never looked at it, a great book that I started with is a book called Buy Then Build. It's one of the best business books I've read this year, but Buy Then Build is a fantastic read for anyone interested in investing in small business. And then the last one is to treat yourself, fam. So after you've done all these things, you've invested your money, you've worked hard to put your money in an emergency fund, you've put your money in real estate, and you've maxed out your retirement accounts, you have everything in place, and you're making good money, it's time to treat yourself. It's time to actually put your money into the things that bring you value. So how do you do this? First, you figure out, well, what brings you value? If you don't know how to do that, listen to our episode talking about how to buy things that bring you value because it's one of the core values that I, that I actually truly believe in. Where a lot of people talking about personal finance won't talk about how to actually spend your money on the stuff that you like. All they talk about is to hoard your cash, don't spend any of it, don't buy lattes, don't buy the cool car you want, don't travel on the lavish vacations. And while you're at it, why don't you just go live under a rock? See, all of these are issues to me. So what I think you should do is figure out what brings you value, spend lavishly on the things that bring you value, and cut everything else out. That's the most powerful thing that you can do with your money. That is how you truly build wealth. If you're not putting your money towards your values and the things that you love, then what's the point of all this? What's the point of building wealth? Yes, it's to, to hand down for generations to come, but you can do both. 
And that's the biggest thing to understand. So make sure that you take the time to actually treat yourself as well so that you can enjoy some of this money that came to you. Listen, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you have any questions about this episode, hit me up on Instagram. I link it up in the show notes and follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast player you love listening to this podcast. And if you want to help out the show, Leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Just head on over there. Just give the five-star button a nice caress. Maybe use your pinky finger and say, man, this show is awesome. Thank you guys so much. I truly appreciate each and every one of you listening to this episode. And we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. And if this is your first time listening, consider subscribing so you never miss an episode. And share this episode with a friend. And don't forget to leave a rating and review on iTunes as well. Because our goal is to bring as much value to you as possible. And we're trying to spread this message that money can buy freedom. That's what money is there to do, is to buy more freedom. So thank you again so much for listening. And I hope you have a great day. Everyone's heard the saying, you have to spend money to make money, but everything in life from travel to starting a business is expensive, which is why I want to tell you about a new podcast I love that will teach you all the tactics, tricks, and tips you need to upgrade your life, money, and even travel all while spending less and saving more. It's called All the Hacks, and it's a top-ranked show hosted by my good friend, Chris Hutchins a financial optimizer, an entrepreneur who's racked up millions of points, and he sold two companies. And if you want to rethink the way you're spending money, you have to check out the episode 91 with Bill Perkins and why you should be optimizing for net fulfillment and not net worth and striving to die with zero. All the Hacks has something for everyone, and I'm sure you'll find a new tactic that you can apply to your own life, whether it's a money hack that increases your net worth or a routine change that boosts your productivity. So check out All the Hacks. That's All the Hacks on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your wallet will thank you later.